Exodus chapter number 33. And uh, with the time that we have remaining, we'll be as brief as we can. And I um, appreciate all the testimonies tonight. Amen. Appreciate everybody minding the Lord and um, doing what the Lord would have them to do this evening. Exodus 33. And if you will and enable, let's stand uh, together. Exodus 33. <clears throat> and let's look at verse number 7. And we'll kind of catch you up to speed on uh, what's going on. Um, as we begin to preach, but just for the sake of time, we'll look at verse number 7. The Bible said, And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp, afar off from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that every one which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation, which was without the camp. And it came to pass when Moses went out unto the tabernacle that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door, and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent door. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend, and he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in my sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here, and I, and thy people, have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that in that thou goest with us, so shall we be separated, I and thy people? from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. You can be seated this evening. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this evening. Thank you, God, for the good testimonies that we've heard. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful singing. God, how you've stirred within our hearts. And Lord, it's just been good for us to be here. And we thank you, uh, God, for that tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of the church. Thank you, Lord, that we're a part of it, and Lord, that we get to experience it, and Lord, that we can gather together, Lord, with those of, of like faith tonight, Lord, centered around your word, centered around your presence, centered around you tonight. And Lord, I pray that you would meet every need that's represented in this place. Lord, we pray that you'd uh, touch Brother Gravely tonight. Lord, would you be with him? Pray, Lord, for the Pentagrasses, Lord, once again, God, that your hand would be upon them, and Lord, that your will... God, would be accomplished in these situations. And Lord, now we ask you, God, that you'd help us. Lord, that you would strengthen us. Lord, that you would anoint us and help us. Lord, we need your presence. We need your power tonight. 
I pray that you'd speak to hearts. And Father, we'll thank you, Lord, for what you do. We ask, Lord, that your will would be accomplished. And Lord, we ask it above all in Jesus' name tonight. Amen. And amen. When we come to Exodus chapter number 33 tonight, we know in Exodus chapter number 32 uh, that Moses was there upon the mountain with God. And God spoke to Moses and uh, he told him to come down off of the mountain because the people that he had let out uh, had corrupted themselves. They had convinced Aaron to uh, take all of the jewelry and take all of the different things that they had and uh, to fashion a calf, uh, a molten image. And, and they were doing all kinds of ungodly things around that, worshiping uh, that thing. And uh, God speaks to Moses concerning that. And Moses, in his anger, takes the tables of the law and he breaks the tables of the law. And then Moses does the best thing that one could possibly do when they find themselves in that shape. And he goes to inquire of the Lord. He goes to the prayer closet, if you will. And he goes to talk with the Lord uh, tonight. Amen. And so when we examine the text, we come and we find that it is an atmosphere of corruption. The people of God in their disobedience and in their idolatry have corrupted themselves. And then we find that there is a conversation that takes place. If you look there in verse number 11, the Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. Boy, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could speak with the Lord like that. If God would speak to us in that manner as a man speaks to his friend. And you know, sometimes it's good just to dismiss all of the holy jargon and dismiss all of the religious talk and just bear your heart before God. Amen. And so there's a conversation that takes place here between the Lord and Moses. And the reasoning for this conversation is we find in verse number 12, there's a little bit of confusion on Moses' part. Verse number 12 says, and Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me, yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Moses is a little bit confused. He is leading these people out. He has done what the Lord has asked him to do, but yet, yet there is some frustration upon the part of Moses because of how he found the children of Israel. While he's up there trying to get along with God. He's trying to go up there and get a plan for the ministry, trying to seek direction from the Lord. They're, they're down in uh, the valley corrupting themselves uh, with some molten image. But then there is some confirmation that the Lord gives to Moses. If you look in verse number 13, uh, Moses says, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said in verse number 14, And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And here is Moses' attitude in verse number 15. And I don't believe that he's being snide to God. I don't believe he's being sarcastic. Uh, but with a heart uh, that is humble, and with a heart that is truthfully seeking after the Lord, he says there in verse number 15, And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us. 
us not up hence. And boy, wouldn't it be good if we got to the place when it came to doing the will of God and it came to serving God. God, if you're not going, I'm not going. Amen. If I don't have the assurance of your presence and the assurance that you're going to be with me, I'll just stay at the house. But I'm glad that God confirmed to him that God would go before him and that God would be with him and God proves that to his servant Moses in the text before us. If we fast forward through the text and we look uh, where he said to him in verse number 18, he asked God, he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And God said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, thou canst not see my face, there, there shall, shall no man see me and live. And, and here's what God says to him in verse number 21 and this is where we're going to draw our thought and the Lord said behold there is a place by me. Amen. I want to preach on this thought for just a few moments tonight on having a place with God. Here Moses is. He, he's frustrated. He's, he's confused. He doesn't fully understand all of the circumstances and he comes before the Lord and he's inquiring of him. But I'm glad God gives a solid answer. Amen. Moses felt like he was kind of standing on shaky ground and he didn't know which way he was going to go but I'm glad that God spoke to him amen and God told him that he could rest in him and he told Moses that he would have a place with him and he said and thou shalt stand upon a rock amen the first thing that I noticed concerning this place is number one God assures Moses that it is a place of position notice what he says again in verse number 21 and the Lord said behold there is a place by me and thou shalt stand upon a rock God wanted Moses to understand that he would have a sure foundation amen God wanted Moses to understand that he would have a clear path amen as God was giving him the directions what God required of him was to walk by faith amen but thank God God when he saves us he sets us in a good place amen David said in the Psalms he said the lions have fallen unto me in pleasant places hey we're in a good place tonight amen things may be difficult at times we may be confused like Moses not knowing which way we're going to go but I'm glad God has set us upon a solid rock he's given us a sure foundation and that foundation is Christ tonight amen it's a place of position Paul told the church at Ephesus in chapter number 1 that they had been seated together with Christ in heavenly places. You can't get any more secure than that. Amen. There are several testimonies tonight talking about salvation and talking about heaven. And I'm glad, thank God, that the believer tonight is eternally secure. Amen. What a miserable existence it would be to worry that if you did this or you did that, you'd lose your salvation or you'd fall all out of grace or favor with God but I'm glad that what God does tonight he does it for time and eternity and Jesus said that no man would pluck us out of the father's hand tonight amen and if that means no man tonight then I suppose that that means ourselves amen that means you and I tonight amen but we're in a good position tonight notice that it is a separated position look with me in verse number 16 he 
said, For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us, so shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth? Here Moses was, and Moses was understanding tonight that he was part of an exclusive group. Amen. Uh, He was part of the children of Israel. He was part of God's covenant people tonight. And God had separated His people up from all of the rest of the world. Not that they were better, amen, uh, but they were better off tonight, amen. And what a blessing it is to be a part of a church. Uh, What a blessing it is to be separated uh, uh, from the rest of the world tonight. I'm glad I'm not going the way of that crowd tonight, amen. Uh, I'm glad I don't share the same fate uh, uh, as the atheist or the agnostic uh, or the God denier tonight. And I could tonight, amen, if I had not had a head-on collision uh, with the grace of God. If God had not passed by my way uh, as a 14-year-old boy and if God had left me to myself, uh, I could die in my sins and go to hell. But thank God, hallelujah, it's a separated place tonight, amen. Uh, God put us on the right path. Uh, He set our feet upon a rock uh, and He established our goings uh, and He put a new song in our mouth, uh, even praise unto our God. Uh, Aren't you glad that it's a separated place tonight but then notice it's a special place look with me as he says further in verse number 17 and the Lord said unto Moses I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken for thou hast found grace in my sight and I know thee by name one of the great assurances that the Old Testament believers had is that God knew their name. Amen. God told the nation of Israel in the book of Isaiah, He said, I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. Amen. What that means tonight is before the nation of Israel ever knew who God was, but long before God ever called Abraham, long before there was ever a patriarch, thank God God had a nation in His heart. And I'm glad, thank God, over 2,000 years ago, we can look through the heart way of prophecy and we can see that as Christ hung on the cross uh, as he walked up Golgotha's hillside there was a church in his heart and as his side was riven and water and blood came out thank God there was a nation born called the church of the living God and I'm glad to be a part of it tonight amen It's a separated place. It's a special place. God knows who you are. God knows your name. And He knows where you are tonight. But then watch it now. It's a sovereign place in verse number 19. And He said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, for thou canst not see my face. For thou shalt no man see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me. And thou shalt stand upon a rock. Listen, God wanted Moses to know and to understand that he was in control. A child of God, whatever situation befalls you. 
whatever circumstance you find yourself in. Amen. Uh, Charles Spurgeon put it like this. Uh, he said, God's sovereignty is my sanity. When the world is upside down, when you can't figure everything out, and you can't put the pieces together, and you can't make it all fit, you just got to rest in the fact that there's a God in heaven, and you're not Him. Uh, and He's in control. And we're resting in His arms. And we're resting in His grace tonight. Amen. Good to be saved. Hallelujah. And Moses knew and understand that he was in the right position when God spoke to him. Number two, it's not only a place of position, but it's a place of protection. Look what Moses requested of God in verse number 18. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. What a request from God's servant. Verse number 19, and he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. Moses finds himself in a place of position, but then we find that he's in a place of protection. Moses was asking for a great thing. Moses was asking for a big thing. He said, show me thy glory. And God talked with Moses face to face, but that doesn't mean that Moses saw the Lord face to face. But I really earnestly believe that it was the desire of Moses' heart that he wanted to see God in his fullness. That he no longer wanted to be veiled by the flesh. He wanted to no longer be veiled by the mystery of who God was. God veiled by the pillar of cloud. And God veiled by the pillar of fire. But Moses wanted to see God in his fullness. And there's nothing wrong with that request tonight. Amen. But Moses didn't really understand just what it was he was asking for. Sometimes we ask for things and really we don't understand why God withholds those things from us. But if we look at the life of Moses and we look at the text before us, it teaches us this, that Moses was not able to handle what he was asking for at the time. So when you go to pray and you wonder why God is not doing some particular thing in your life or you wonder why God hasn't let something come to pass just yet understand that God has your best interest in mind and God knows exactly what you can handle, when you can handle it, why you can handle it, and how you can handle it tonight. Amen. Moses wasn't asking a miss like James talked about. He wanted to see the glory of God. And as a matter of fact, God tells him that no man could see his face and live. You read chapter number 34, and here Moses is, and we're going to talk about it here in just a few moments, but all Moses saw was the hinder parts of God, and he came back down out of the presence of God, and the Israelites looked upon him, and they couldn't even stare him in the face because of the glory of God, and he had to wear a veil just from a glimpse of the glory of God, not even seeing him in his fullness. God oftentimes protects us from that which we don't understand. 
He protects us from that which is bigger and larger than us. Young person, without a doubt, you'll be able to look back upon your life as you enter into the years of adulthood and you begin to have children and all the pieces that you couldn't figure out beforehand, they'll all begin to lay out before you and there'll be an aha moment realizing what God was doing and seeing how He was working and seeing how He was moving the pieces. And then you'll finally understand tonight in some cases what God was doing here's what he said in verse number 21 he said behold there's a place by me and thou shalt stand stand upon a rock verse number 22 and it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by and I will take away my hand and thou shalt see my back parts but my face shall not be seen. Moving on, we hasten. It's a place of position. It's a place of protection. But then, lastly tonight, it's a place of promise. You look in verse number 23, and I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Moses had a good request. He said, show me thy glory. And not being sensational tonight, and not trying to be spooky, But just the simple fact tonight is, boy, in this day we need the glory of God. We need to see God manifest Himself as He did in the days of old. We're not really seeing that on the scale that that our forefathers saw it. Boy, we need that tonight. Amen. I want my children to know something about the glory of God. Amen. And I'm not necessarily just talking about a shout, but I'm talking about a real visitation from the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. I want my children to know what that is. Amen. There's been a few times in my life, thanks be to God, that I've got a little bit far out and I didn't realize exactly where I was. You say, well, that scares me. Amen. I'm just telling you how it was tonight. Amen. Like God got so thick and God got so good and God blessed with His presence. It was just overwhelming to the flesh and over overwhelming to the emotional experience but far beyond that brother we just need a visitation from God where God can only work in the hearts and lives of people as only he can God's able to do what the preacher can't do God's able to do what revival can't do God's able to do with the camp meeting and the Bible conference and the training union. God's able to do all of those things where man can only go so far. Thank God the glory of God can fix a lot of issues. A good glory service can bring two saints of God that are in opposition. Bring them back together. Bring true unity to a church body. What I'm trying to say tonight is, is Moses was hidden in the cliff of the rock. And if we're ever going to see the glory, the flesh has got to be hidden tonight. The flesh has got to take a back seat. Brother, we can't hold hands with the world and hold hands with God. That never works tonight. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. So Moses had to be hidden. But understand this tonight as we end the text... He said, you'll not see my face. You'll just see my back parts. You'll just see a glimpse of my glory. But I'm here to tell you tonight that God honored the request of His servant. You say, well, preacher Moses died and and God buried him. I understand that. 
But you fast forward to the Gospels tonight. And you go with Peter, James, and John. And you walk with them up the Mount of Transfiguration as the Lord Jesus Christ led them there. In that moment, the Lord Jesus was transfigured. And there were two Old Testament patriarchs that appeared before Peter, James, and John. And one of them was Elijah, a real good picture of the prophets tonight. And then you had old Moses, amen. The law and the prophets were there in agreement together, verifying the ministry, the life, the Christhood of the Lord Jesus tonight. And there for the first time in his life. See Moses had never been to Palestine. Moses was able to look over into the land and God showed him. But Moses being a real good picture of the law was never able to go into the land of Canaan. He was never able to go into the land of victory. But I'm glad God honored the request of his servant there where the Lord Jesus Christ was transfigured. Moses saw the glory of God and he looked face to face not with an angel, not with some servant, not with some prophet or preacher, but he looked face Face to face with God. And he was in the land. And he saw the Lord. One of these days. We'll be in the land. And we'll see the Lord. That spiritual man yearns to be in the presence of God. The flesh hates it, doesn't it? Flesh don't want anything to do with church. Flesh don't want anything to do with God. But boy, there is a spiritual man on the inside. That longs for the day when we will be reunited with the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll see His glory. But until then, here's what God said He would do. He said, I'll put you in the cleft of the rock. And I'll cover you with my hand. And I'll let my glory pass by. And you won't see me in my fullness. But every now and again... I'll just give you glimpses of myself. Every time we hear a preacher preach. Every time we hear the songs of Zion sung. Every time like tonight we hear a good testimony. Every time we have the opportunity to enjoy Christian fellowship. You know what Jesus Christ is doing? God is giving us little glimpses of Himself. I thought about tonight the Song of Solomon chapter number 2. That bride, she's there, she's longing for that bridegroom. And the Bible talks about in chapter number 2 and verse number 9, she, she looks through the lattice and she can see her beloved. She can see the bridegroom and she can just catch little glimpses of him here and now. But I'm glad that that boy that she fell in love with, that young shepherd, he came and made her his wife. Amen. And he went away for a little while, but thank God he came again. Not as a shepherd, not as a servant, not as someone who was lowly, but he came as a king. Hallelujah. And one day Jesus Christ is coming as King of kings and Lord of lords. And no longer will we have to pray. No longer will we just have to catch glimpses of Him. But we'll see Him in His fullness. And we'll be there basking in His glory and worshiping Him like He really truly is worthy tonight. Amen. But until then, I'm glad He'll give you a look every now and again. Until then, I'm glad we can hear little whispers and hear His voice. 
voice. I'm glad, thank God, he'll give us a glimpse of his glory tonight. And that's what keeps us going another mile. That's what sends us on down the road. Oh, would to God we'd have another visitation of the Holy Ghost. Would to God we'd not have a protracted meeting, but we'd have a visitation from God and a real revival of its lasting under the next generation. Well, we need him tonight, amen. We need his presence. We need his power tonight. We need him. Hide yourself in the cleft of the rock. Hide yourself. Don't let self be seen. We got too much of self. Too much of me, too much of you. And not enough of him tonight. But if we ever want to see the glory of God, there's going to have to be some sacrifices that are made. Amen. Are we willing to make them? Are we willing to pay the price like those men of old and those ladies of old? Be spirit-filled. Walk with God. Know His power. Know His glory. It's possible. It's not something from yesteryear that, that's, that's unattainable. Draw an eye unto God and He'll draw an eye unto you. You know what my problem is tonight? I've got as much God as I want. I can have more of Him if I want it. I can seek His face at night instead of seeking YouTube. I can seek His face at night instead of seeking Facebook. I can seek His face at night instead of scrolling Amazon thinking about things that I really don't have any need of, but it sure would be good to have that. Well, I want that gun. How about I want God more than anything else? He's able tonight. Amen. Let's stand together. Let's pray tonight. Would you come?